This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. I'm I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Picture this, you're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of That Mill Podcast. I'm back. Don't know if you missed me, but my name's Omar. Joining me, as always, is my regular co-host, Mr. Mickey Simpson. You right, Gage? Yes, Gage, you? I'm yeah, all no. good, mate. I'm all good. It's, uh, yeah, you've um, inflicted pain on me, but no, all good. All good. Uh, if you want to know what that is, then see the tweet I posted on my personal account about half past five this morning. If no one does check it, well, you know, we've, we've decided to go to the gym together, haven't we? So um, watch this space. Beach Bodies 2022 is the goal. Well, there is no goal, but yeah, something along those lines, isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah, we both want to get into our bikinis, don't we? So um, do you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, we decided that we started our own fat club. We were trying to get on one that Millwall was doing months ago. They haven't done it or they've done it and not told us. So uh, yeah, we decided to do 
that Millwall podcast does the gym. We'll be sure to update you on the doms that Mickey gets from today's gym session in the next show. Uh, but <laughs> Look at you all, all gym talk, all gym and doms, yeah, all gym yeah. talk. Come on, if you don't know what doms are, Google them. But um, yeah, obviously, we're going to talk today about our all important game, game that we're going to obviously win comfortably tonight at the time of recording. It goes out tomorrow. That is a trip away to Fulham. I mean, We'll talk more about that obviously in the first part of the show. But Mickey, just give me your initial hopes going into tomorrow's game. More We're than win. Oh my god. Okay, well, that's gonna I be just got this one. feeling because they played Sunday, because they played Saturday against Man City, they would have had a really tough game. And I just fancy your reverse psychology trick, what you did the other week. So, you know, I think we're gonna go in there as the underdog, and when we go in there as the underdog, and also Gary telling us don't panic because we've only got one striker, but actually we've got so many players what can play attacking roles. But I think tomorrow we're just going to absolutely fuddle um, Fulham and we're going to win. Um, whether or not we win 1-0 or we win 22-0, I don't know. But I've got a feeling, I've, I, it's in my waters, I've got this feeling that we're potentially going to win. I mean, for a team that started 2022 with, you know, wins like... Don't be negative now. 6-2 and 6-2. I've got to agree to disagree, but it's okay. We we can, you know, I, I like the reverse psychology. I like what you're doing there. But obviously, this is the, we'll be that, we'll talking about more on the first part of the show there. Um, second part of the show, we're actually going to preview or put in a previous recording that Mickey done with Rob Rudford from Out the Blue, the Blue Tour. Out that the, we done of the, the Blue, yeah, the tour. Yeah, they've got a tour coming up next month and... Um, and if you can do it, then yeah, get get involved. We've done it, and um, we even went to the pub where Millwall started, and I managed to uh, blag to be able to get down in the cellar and see the original meeting place. So uh, yeah, definitely get involved. It's a good tour, but you'll hear more about it later on. You'll hear loads about it. it was, I think it was done just prior to us going on the actual tour, but obviously Rob's a very knowledgeable person, and if you're interested in that sort of thing, and it's just a tour around the Isle of Dogs, three or four hours of your day. There's a stop off in the middle at the pub. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about it maybe in the future, but I'll maybe get back on again to talk about it after. Yeah, after. Definitely. It definitely was a great thing to do and it was enjoyable. So if you're looking for anything to do during the international break and look for your fix, I think that's when they try to run them. And obviously this can go on the March international break. Be sure to check that out. If you're new around here, be sure to subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It does bump up the charts just a little bit more, gets a bit more exposure. We do greatly appreciate it. Check us out across our show- socials at that mill pods. It's in the bottom here. Me and Mickey have both got it in our in little description. Uh, so be sure to check us out on socials as well. And yeah, I think we'll crack on to the first part of the show. And welcome to the first part of the show. I think, you know, Mickey, I'm going to let you take it away a little bit. You're telling me all this delusional we're going to win to that tomorrow. Oh, look, let's be honest. It's going to be a let's tough game tonight, mate, against Fulham. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, we're recording this obviously Monday, but we're, we're playing as if it's today. So I think today's game, we'll probably get spanked. But I've just got something in me was just telling me that actually I think we might. I mean, you look at you look at statistics and whatnot. I mean, Fulham is 70%, you know, a 70% chance of winning this. Uh we stand at eleven percent with a nineteen percent draw, but come on. Um I just I, I I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on what it is. I you know, realistically, I think we'll be spanked. I think we'll be given the schooling tomorrow or tonight. But 
I've just got something in me what thinks that we might just nick this. If you fancy a little punt, we're eight to one. Um, if you're into your betting, is there value to be seen there? Probably not. There's probably a reason why Fulham are 1.36 on. Um, if you're doing on decimals, it's not worth you backing. 100 quid returns you about 36 quid, one pound returns you about 36 pence. And there's probably a reason to it. I mean, obviously, the only thing I'll subscribe to and get behind Mickey's point a little bit is they played on Saturday at the Etihad. They lost 4-1 to Man City after going 1-0 up in the first four minutes and then it kind of slipped away from them after that. But no crying shame to lose 4-1 away at, you know, the best team in England, arguably. So, yeah, it's going to be a really tricky tie. I'm looking forward to going, obviously. Craven Cottage is normally a good away day. It's a shame it's not a weekend. It would have been nice to get a little party boat on. They the won't boat. do it, though, because of the boats. Yeah, I know. Well, hopefully one day, you know, please go back on that word or whoever's in charge of that. As soon as they do, mate, there'll definitely be a That Mill podcast boat. I can only imagine the scenes, to be honest. Um, to be fair, I remember when we played them, I think it was when Wolford scored that goal. We won 1-0 under Holloway. I just remember it was a hot summer's day in August. I think it was our first away game of the season at the time. And I just remember the scene. I didn't get a boat that day, but I remember walking along after you come out of Putney Bridge Station and all the boats going along, hearing the mirrors, all, all the charts. And uh, did you do one that day, Mickey? Was you on one before? I'm pretty sure. It's, it's a, I'm sure it's an incredible experience. Oh, yeah, I know. We won one the first year we went back to them after they come down from the Prem. That must and, have been uh, season then. The and there was, loads, there was loads of viral videos going around of us going underneath Westminster Bridge and Tower Bridge. Love it. And you get, you get, because our boat was the loudest boat on the Thames for sound system uh, <laughs> on hurling them. And, um, yeah, Jesus, it was um, it was rocking, and it was good. There was lots, think, um, lots of boats there, so yeah, it's good. Obviously, I had that pre-match memory. Then we won one nil. There was about six thousand Millwall fans there because you had five thousand allocation plus the one thousand new. That was back area. in what two thousand fourteen, wasn't it? When we won yeah, one nil there, yeah. that's it. Um, and obviously, it was just a season we just stayed up beforehand, and then we kind of carried that form into the season. Beat Leeds two nil first game of the season. Beat Fulham one nil. We're all getting a bit delusional, carried away. And Ian Holloway got clapped off, and we was all singing his name. Ole, 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 ole. Think about now. Think about now. You know, it's um, it just shows how carried away we get as football fans. And you know, we started this season, for example, saying we're probably gonna get playoffs and maybe win the league. So you know, we're, we're um, delusional at best of times. <laughs> Um, but I think right now we're being quite realistic about it. It's going to be a tough game. I wanted to also say about that day, Mickey, 2014. Do you remember post-match, walking through the park and the, and the wedding going With on? With the, the Korean wedding. <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying it's Chinese. It was a Korean wedding. I said Asian. Korean, I think. Asia. Yeah, yeah. I said Asian. No, they were Korean, yeah. I think they were. But yeah, right, Christ, okay. they, I really don't think they they really understood what was happening. It was, you know, like we got off the boat and all of a sudden we're walking through and there was some others who were like, I don't know, getting pictures, and then suddenly our boat, well, had a few hundred on, just suddenly a mad dash. And, you know, I mean, to them, it must be a great memory, but um, it's a great memory for us. I mean, everyone was, you know, full of joys, full of good laughs and all that. Lot. But, yeah, they, they definitely had more pictures taken that day than they could possibly thought. Um, and I reckon that that's, that's on most people's phones who went. There's probably a picture of that wedding on you know either in iCloud or in people's storages from from that day so yeah i remember a chap that i know um a pal of mine he had a tweet go viral because he ran right up to them got a little selfie oh, and, yeah, yeah. That, and about four five thousand retweets at the time and back then that's good going on twitter to get a viral tweet you seem to get them all the time nowadays but 
yeah, I think um, that was just a good memory that day. I mean, since then, we've seen some pastings, though, Mickey. I remember the, I think it was 3-0 or 4-0 defeat. I think you've got the past results up on there, so you might be able to help me. Um, well, 4-0, when it? 4-0-2-19-20 season. Yeah, we got back to 4-0. So it was 4-0. Obviously, they beat us quite comfortably on the time. And I think that was the year that, you know, Harris is one of the second to last, third to last away games he had for us in charge. I think we was 2-0 down in the first half. And I think that was crazy statistic. It was going around where they had like 88% possession in the first half. We hardly touched the ball. Second half wasn't much better at the time. And they just absolutely popped us off the pitch and just showed us what kind of talent they had at the time. You know, I think Mitch Fitch playing, he's obviously got, what, 30 goals in 30 games this year or something ridiculous. Um, you know, it's a decent, decent squad there at Fulham. And I mean, based on recent form for them and the amount of goals they score, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, we've come back on back-to-back clean sheets in recent games, but I think we'll have to be at our very, very best, mate, to keep a clean sheet in this game. Yeah, he's got 28 goals in 26 games, two more than he had this time last year, or two, two, two more than what he had last season. So, um, yeah, you know, hopefully he don't score against us tomorrow and put that tally up even more. Um, if we turn up and, you know, we've got a bit of passion for it, then I think we'd be all right. But look, let's be honest, everyone thinks we're going to get battered, um, especially as, and a shout out here is um, old Dave, run Dave, is going and already posted that he's, he's looking forward to seeing his first away game win this season, um, <laughs> which, you know, it, you know, he's jinxed it proper now. We, we're not going to, we we probably won't win now because whenever he seems to go to games, we fucking lose. So um, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. So uh, yeah, we we um, we get there, I think, if, eventually. But um, yeah, we'll see. Shout out to Dave. I think um, yeah, it's, look, it's good. It's, I'm not expecting anything. Ex- expect the worst and hope for the best. I think that's normally the analogy you use. However, I'm gonna go expect the worst. And hope for a little bit better than the worst in that case. Because, I mean, look, I, I would like love to see us turn up, put a performance in, make everyone kind of raise their eyebrows and go, fuck me, we're a team here. And let's be honest, we will always do well when the odds are stacked against us. And I don't think there can be any more stats against us this whole season, mate, being eight to one um, for, to win. And, you know, we've had players come back from injury. You know, Jed Wallace is going to have more training time in and, you know, he came on as a sub against Preston. We kept two clean sheets back to back, four points from the last six at home. Um, I'm trying to cling on to some kind of like silver linings. And this is when we need Kai in this chat. And obviously he's not around tonight, but he would normally kind of interject with some sort of hope and optimism. I think even now speaking, he's having a difficult time to try and put some hope and optimism into us, Mickey. But if you're going to catch this sort of team, you're going to have to be really solid defensively and try to hit them on the counter-attack. And, you know, with the mobile forwards we've got, you know, Afobi, Burke, Wallace, any of that combination could be playing tomorrow. I guess that's just got to be the game plan, isn't it, mate? Try and hit them on the counter-attack and just really hope you're defensively solid and just see the game out as best as you can, really. Yeah. Oh, look, as I said, I, I, I don't know how we're going to play them. Because last thing we want to do is go there and be defensive, um, but we need to do something different to what we're doing. You know, we definitely can't just bow down to them. Um, yeah, counter attack or or even just take their legs out within the first five minutes. <laughs> you know, going hard. Keith Keith goes in hard, gets a yellow card, and just studs up a few of their players so they can't necessarily run around a bit. Then then yeah, we got result, but. Something needs to be done. 
football gods need to be involved and um and positive thinking so you know do do good deeds all day tomorrow and hopefully they'll be repaid uh, um at the cottage you go back to the cottage earlier i i'd never forget the thing you made with the bird with the, the bird in the white dress in the um hospitality being um shouted she takes out the arse <laughs> and um yeah that, that was that was another good memory from there and also the first season we went there Fulham didn't realize that we'd bring so many so um because I think I think it was, was it the first year no I was AMS I think but it was there where we took we took probably about seven and a half thousand um fans there yeah and we took over the neutral end and, and Fulham from that moment on made the neutral end members <laughs> that you couldn't end up doing it for the second or third year you couldn't you couldn't have it I think we've got a lot of a smaller allocation tomorrow or tonight. You guys get the gist of when we're recording this and when it's going out. But I think we've just sold 2,000, the initial allocation. We've not asked for any more. I don't know if they're actually going to give any more because they've reduced the capacity because obviously they're expanding the stadium on the left-hand side, um, the river side, so to speak. So I think they've reduced, obviously, the home allocation as a result of that and the away to go with it. But I, I think even if we did have four or 5,000 tickets, I think we'd have struggled to sell out um, for this occasion. I mean... It helps, obviously, recent results. We've kept, you know, some sort of hope. There's a little bit of stability in that team. You know, the back three or back five seems to be quite consistent. Obviously, you mean the clean sheets for the last two games? Yeah, exactly. We've got to try and hold on to some sort of, you know, silver line here where possible, like I said earlier. I think Bilkowski in goal, Wallace left side centre-half, Hutchinson and Cooper make up the back three, Danny Mack at right wing back, Malone at left wing back. I just think we just they've all got to be on their A game. And it'll be interesting to see who he goes for in the midfield pairing because I suspect, I think if anything, he'll probably go for a midfield three instead of uh midfield two with three strikers with three attackers. I think it'll be probably a midfield three of Keith, Mitchell, and Savile. And then I suspect it may maybe even Evans in there for all we know. You never know if Gary Rowett. He might think, you know, the weekend's game is a bit more important. Obviously, we've got, you know, a must win. Well, not a must win, but you know, a game against Steve Morrison coming to town with Cardiff on Saturday. And I'm not saying we should take our eye off this game tonight, but at the same time, if you ask me what the priority is going into this week, is it getting trying to get a result against Fulham or trying to get a result against Cardiff? Cardiff also in good nick at the moment and did themselves no disjustice despite losing 3-1 to Liverpool in the FA Cup at the weekend. I think I'd want to prioritise that game against Cardiff. So if that meant, for example, Evans playing tonight as much as that's thought is scary against a side like Fulham, I would personally like to see the potential of three midfielders maybe being Keith, um, Savile and Mitchell. But if it was Evans in there, like I said, it would be no no kind of crying shame. And I guess a front two maybe of Burke and a Phoebe. I think Wallace is on his way back, Mickey. But what would you make of my team? Would you make any changes to it? Or, you know, I think I could see Wallace potentially coming oh. back in. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, <laughs> Jed is obviously came off the bench the other night, but he didn't yeah. look 100%. And also, I think, like I said, with an eye on Saturday, I'd want to save him to be 100% for the weekend, personally. Don't know what you think. Um, yeah, I think I think we've probably got the two new. I mean, because Freeman's fit to play, isn't he? Good shout. I don't know if he's um, getting 100% fit. Supposedly, short on minutes, but only played 45 minutes in the last four months or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, reading what Rout said earlier, Rout's like thinking that Burke, Freeman, and a phobie potentially as a front three. Um, And that, I mean, if Freeman's got some of the pace, what Burke's got. He's not quite um, the same, Mickey. He's more of a kind of number 10 kind of, I'd say he's an upgrade on Conor Mahoney and he's a similar sort of 
player to Conor Mahoney. So I know Ted is Ted's like a Rooney player. Yeah, I mean Rooney was a number nine, six, then a six ten, just at the back, then an eight, then a six, and Rooney could have played centre half at one point, and now he's on the touchline. So <laughs> no, I think Freeman. I, I'm interested to see what he does for us. I don't know if he was. He's a good signing, but I don't know if it was the signing we, you know, if we had an option of maybe bringing an out and out forwards instead of Freeman, or if there was yeah. an option there to go elsewhere with it. You know, he's, he's a lonely again, 29 years old. I wasn't obviously for the, here for the show previous. And I, I think you guys touched on Freeman a little bit. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if he does come in, where he fits into this team. Because, you know, he likes to play the 5-2-3. Maybe he sees him playing as the number 10 where Ojo was playing. Like, you know, obviously yeah. when Ojo plays like that position behind the front too. I just think for to, for this game in particular, you've just got to try and show out that midfield. And this is perfect for Eric to kind of play that 5-3-2, free holding midfielders, try and sit back. That that basically that team we played against Blackpool, I have no begrudges whatsoever if he play, tries to play it tonight against Fulham and just try. And if there's any counter attack, have Burke up front with a phobie or Burke up front with you know Bennett, whoever you want to go with, just a bit of pace on the break and try and play off them. That's the only thing you can do. Play the channels, get the players to run the channels up front, and just hope you get something from it. I mean, I feel a bit delusional paying thirty quid anyway as it is to go to this game because I can't see anything else but a defeat, mate. You're going tomorrow, aren't you? I am. I am. I mean, I think it's it's helpful that I'll be in the pub by four o'clock. So definitely need a few beers beforehand just to kind of get a bit of Dutch courage to watch that play out. <laughs> I tell you, mate. I tell you, as long as you're in the gym at six on Wednesday, mate, you're all right. <laughs> Don't you worry about me, mate. I'll be there. I think. I uh, tell you now, if you're not there, mate, everyone will know. Come five past six on Wednesday morning. Trust me. Okay. If I well, have to be there on my own, <laughs> you won't be. And if you don't, if I don't turn up, you won't go anyway. So don't pretend. <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah, no, I will actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right, mate. I, I think um, it's just going to be a difficult task. It really is. I mean, I can't get past it. I think maybe I I'm frowning upon it too much. But if we get away with a nil-nil, that'd be like a win to me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I totally agree completely. But I don't know what it is. I've just got this this little tiny feeling that something's we're gonna be all right. I just I don't know what it is. I really, really I can't put my finger on what it is. Blind um, hope. But yeah, no, it is yeah, it is blind hope. But I think when we're underdogs, we always perform better. Yeah. And I think that we're going. We're going there already under the pretense that we're going to lose. It's just, it's not a fact of we're going to lose. It's it's a fact, you know, the thinking is, how many are we going to lose by? Mm-hmm. You know, are we going to be lucky and get, you know, just get beat 1-0? Or are we going to be unlucky and Fulham suddenly comes screaming on form and we get beat 8-9-0? Because um, they've got it in them. It's just... If our players switch off, we're going to get spanked. But if they turn up with a little bit, then there's a chance there that, you know, we can hold them a bit and possibly score, a, you know, a goal or two and hold them back. Then, um, you know, the game's ours. But uh, look, realistically, I think we won't win. But we'll see. optimistically, I think that there's something in me what's saying we're going to get a win. We're going to get a result tomorrow. To go with a little bit of, you know, to give a bit of fair judgment here, their last six home games, they've only won two of them. Yeah. 
there were two 6-2 wins against Birmingham and Bristol City. Having said that, last time out, they drew 1-1 with Blackpool at home. And we also we saw what decent side Blackpool were. Um, they lost 1-0 at home to Sheffield United. They drew 1-0 with Bournemouth. And they drew 0-0 with Derby. So they have a bit of a mix and match side. With that said, I think there will be a real kind of hope and anticipation from the Fulham fans that they get back to winning ways. Maybe we can play on that pressure. Maybe we can try and be that kind of dogged side. I think it, a lot of it will, obviously, how we're set up is one thing. We kind of predict that. I think if the players are up for it tomorrow, though, and they, 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 know, they know they're going to have to put a shift in and you try and win that battle, then maybe you might have that chance of nicking something. So we'll have to wait and see, mate. I think we'll leave Fulham at that anyway. I'm just going to ask you what your prediction for the scoreline will be, mate, for the game. I mean, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I reckon, 2-0. To Fulham? To Millwall. <laughs> I'm going to be positive too and say 4-0 Fulham. No, nah, uh, I think it'll be, I think we'll lose. I, I can't, I can't see any other result. Yeah, I know, I, I'm expecting that. But I did say this when we played Preston, mate. Oh, sorry, uh, West Brom. I said we'll lose and we won the game. So be wary That's what I mean, that. reverse psychology. I think we're going to lose 3-1 and I reckon Mitchell's going to score two and also get booked. There you go. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Well, I think that's it anyway covering Fulham, mate, and that's probably going to be us for the show. But obviously there's a couple of things we wanted to mention before we go, don't we? Yeah, I mean, we've been contacted, um, obviously, from my time dealing with various um, fan groups and whatnot. Uh, we've been contacted by um, a Fulham trust, um, and they've basically emailed to ask if I can help promote or we can help promote the message that tomorrow um, there's going to be a minute applause on the 11th minute, um, and that's to honour a Fulham supporter who tragically uh, had the cardiac arrest at their last home game against Blackpool, um, where obviously the game was stopped. And also, if you saw across Twitter, his daughter um, absolutely, you know, massively uh, did her dad proud there with everything she came out and thanked people, medics and, and this, that and the other. So his name is Paul Parrish. Um, and yeah, they're going to be doing a minute applause for him on the 11th minute. Uh, and they were asking Mill fans, to be fair, they said that, you know, They've seen that, you know, we're very respectful of, of things like this and they're just asking on us to support that cause, which I think is a valid cause um, and I think it's, you know, a worthwhile one. So, yeah, on the 11th minute, uh, they're doing a round of applause to honour uh, Paul Parrish, to remember Paul Parrish. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from. Some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy, so we help each other. It's as convenient as your team. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your mug. 
McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Uh, so if you are going tomorrow, please get involved and, uh, and support this. The family will be there, I think. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a good... It'll be a good tribute for him. No Mill fans, I don't for one second think we will not join in on that sort of one of applause. Nah. We're always quick to show respect and always offer our bit, I suppose. So yeah, you're bang on there, mate. Excellente. So um anything else you want to add to the show, mate, before we shoot just, on to the interview? Yeah, no, just look, I just want to say thanks to everyone. Our our, our numbers um so far are growing. Uh YouTube numbers, retention, people watching it, people getting comments, everything else. Uh, fantastic to get all your, you know, your your reviews, your comments, um, and more and more people listening. And it's good that you know Kai got a fella come up to him at the weekend uh, and said, you know, the show is great. I listen to it on the train. Kai's obviously not here, but thank you very much uh, for you. You'll know who you are when you're listening to this. Uh, other people are coming up and telling us thanks very much, um, much appreciated. And also, if you look in all our bios now across the social media, so Twitter. Facebook, um, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. There's a new link in the bio. If you click on there, um, there's a little bit of surprise there for you. So if you click in there and have a look, see what we've done there. Uh, and let us know what you think of that. Um, it's basically a one-stop to, to get everything you want regarding the show. So have a look at that. Let us know what you think of it. Um, and just carry on supporting us. That's, you know, absolutely fantastic. It's appreciate it. We do this because we enjoy chatting bollocks for um 40 minutes an hour twice a week or more um and it's really nice that you know there's a lot of people now starting to listen to us so we appreciate every one of you who listens to us uh get in touch if you want us to shout you out it's not a problem uh but yeah from the, you know from from me thank you very much it's um it means a lot to have you know the numbers what we're getting now following us so yeah much appreciated hmm. No, I, I agree with you there. And it's a bit of a chalice sometimes when you see the stats and you're like, how many people actually listen to us? You see the numbers and you think, oh, it's quite cool. But then you don't always get the interactions. And we always appreciate the same people that always comment. Yeah. You know, we do see you and always try to get back to you and read your comments out. 
Um, but if you don't really comment often or you don't really interact with us too much, but you enjoy it, it'd be good just to get your kind of feedback. And if you're listening on audio, you can put a review in and it always, always does appreciate it. And from both of us, we do kind of like them reviews and we read them out sometimes as well, even the funny ones, because we've had a few yeah, yeah, yeah. ones in the past, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you listen to us on your watch, get in touch because you're one of the 6%. Nice. So um, if you listen to it on a watch, you're, six, you're one of the 6%. If you listen to it on a desktop, you're one of the four percent who listen to us on the desktop. So um interesting. You know, we have more to watch the desktop. Yeah, and, and we don't have um it, you know, a lot of our listeners uh, are growing on Google and Amazon as well. So um, you know, if you listen on Apple or Spotify, get in touch with just let us know where you listen to it and where you are. Um that'd be quite cool. You know, if you're on Twitter, copy us in with a picture of the city you're in. Um <laughs> Why not? You know, there, there's there's some where, and I tell you, we look at you get an output of all the numbers, and there is some strange and far far fetched places um, in the world. So yeah, and we just hit just literally an hour ago. I saw that we just entered the top 100 football podcasts in Sweden. Um, nice. So yeah, fantastic. So yeah, we're always in the top 250 of England, battling between us and Nick and. And wall talk, so we're doing great there. So, no, look, thank you, thank you for everyone. So, yeah, we'll um, end this little, and go um, with the tour information, shall we? That's it. I go think on. you saying about uh, send where they're from, it's like a around the world in 80 days, around the pods yeah, in 80 yeah. days. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I said, anyway, thanks for listening and tuning in for the first part. We're going to leave you guys here. You won't hear from us the rest of the show. It'll be just Mickey and Rob from the tours in the Isle of Dog. As I mentioned, really good tour. Couldn't recommend it enough. And if you're into that sort of thing and learning more about the mill history, then it's the place for you 100%. Uh, if you're new around here, be sure to subscribe, like the video, and obviously be sure to check us out on our socials. And like as we said, comment below. Let us know where you're listening from. We'll leave you there, guys. Thanks for tuning in as always, and see you guys soon. Up lines. Hi, welcome um, to another edition of that Millwall podcast. This one again is a slightly different one. We have got a special guest on today. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see it's it's a guy called Rob Wolford, isn't it? Woodford. Woodford, even sorry, Rob Woodford, and um, and Rob does. You've probably seen him across social media, and that Rob does the. Um, tours around Docklands with Millwall's old hunting grounds and um, grounds from back in the day. So, warm welcome to Rob. Good evening. How are you? All good, Mickey. Thanks for having me on, mate. No, no, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I mean, we're coming on the tour. Me and Omar are coming on the tour uh, this weekend. And um, just really sort of a bit about you and, and why you're doing it. I mean, um, so what do you what do you do? Um, as a whole, and why Millwall Tours? So I'm a tour operator. My business is Black Cab Heritage Tours, and I'm a tour guide as well. And I started in business in about 2007, and over the years I just thought, you know, because Millwall is my passion, as an accredited London tour guide, why don't I devise a, a tour around the Isle of Dogs which covered the first 25 years of our history, you know, from that summer of 1885 up to 1910. So that's what we're going to do on the walking tour. And there is also a driving tour as well, which uh, hasn't been launched yet, but that's a work in progress. Definitely. We'll, we'll definitely be interested in that as well. But so um, what, what do people 
get from the tour? I mean, what 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 do people need to understand what they're looking forward to? Obviously, the tour is a walking tour, so um, people who possibly can't walk that far and might be. How many miles in total do we do we walk? Um, in terms of miles, we, we did calculate it to be something like about just under six. But when you think we break that up with half-time refreshments, like any game, it's a game of two halves. So we're going exactly. to stop in a, a, a hostelry yeah. for half-time. Uh, we won't be sucking oranges like they do over at Acne Marshes. We'll be having a few of these. Have, and then that, that, that also helps the second part of the tour because, because people have had a drink or two, they become a little bit more interactive. Yeah. It becomes a bit of fun. It's, a, it's all a bit of a laugh. Because when we first get started, it seems like everybody's a bit too polite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and then when we get through, get actually into the island, into around the Millwall dock area, um, things, you know, people tend to lighten up a little bit. So that's a refreshment. So what made Millwall, I mean, obviously I know bits and pieces about it, but I'm going to ask it is in people who don't necessarily know. Um, why did Millwall start in the Isle of Dogs? Considering oh, that now we're a, we're a South East London team, but originally we started obviously as an East London team. Yes, indeed. And, and our biggest rivals uh, from the outset, uh, apart from the local teams that became, became Arsenal long before the West Ham rivalry. And you know what happened. We, we swapped with them. We went to South London and they came up the other side of the river. But why there? Well, it was because of um, a certain gentleman called John Thomas Morton, who had a factory on the Isle of Dogs. And he employed lads down from Scotland because obviously the wages he paid them would be a bit cheaper than what he would have to pay London lads. And those boys in their tea break started kicking a football around and they formed a football team and the rest is history. I'm not giving too much away about that because uh, no, no. We, we, we've got some funny one-liners as well on that tomorrow. No, I mean, I think it's I think it's great. I mean, everybody, you know, there's various debates about, you know, was the Morton uh, a jam factory? Was it a food factory? Was it a, 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 a tinsmith, silversmith? And yeah. again, you know, we 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 leave that open for people to get in the tour so they can find exactly. There's been there's various stuff out there where people are are giving slight misinformation about some of the history um, around Millwall, and um, and hopefully we will, you know, through these tours, people going on these tours, they're reasonably priced, they're thirteen quid, um, and, and you know, I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. It'll be, it'll be good. Um, I think it'll be eye-opening. I think it'll be good to actually see where things were. I know, obviously, about Asda. That Asda was one of our pictures. We'll hang there no more. Um, and most people, you know, will do. But it'll be good to be able to see various other parts of East London, um, of the Docklands, where we were. Um, but, I mean, how are these tours taken on i mean have you had a good turnout for these tours so far yeah we've done two already the first one was sold out the second one was almost sold out and tomorrow is almost sold out we've got a couple of uh late withdrawals as uh, some people are self self oh, is it self-idolizing I, I can't remember <laughs> self-isolating <laughs> <That's it. laughs> 
there's, there's always going to be a few no-shows. But what I've done is um, I've written back to these people. I said, you can come on the next one, which is next March. Yeah. There's another international break on the 26th of March. So we're going to do, do another one then. And it'll be a bit warmer as well then. Yeah. Not that it's going to be cold tomorrow. Do you, do you also, obviously, because there's a lot of people that listen to this what probably are mill businesses, um, you know, a lot of the people that possibly work in firms or even companies that want to do them as a bit of team building or a bit of, um, you know, taking their customers there and whatnot. I mean, would you do these tours as a privately run on a different date if people absolutely. wanted to? Obviously, they get in touch with you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's it's geared for that as well. Um because you know, right from the start, we we we, we hit the ground running in in the Docklands, which, um, as you know, um, with your recent um, uh, collage of all the shirts we've been wearing in yes. recent yes. years, we've got the London Docklands development across the team from the nineteen eighties, and um, you know it has to start there because that's where the fan base was yeah. in the docks. Yeah, and then we actually walk across what was the factory floor. Of that so-called so-called jam factory. Well, we get that one right tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And the London Borough of Tower Hamlets Research and Archives Department need to hang their heads in shame with what's written on that pavement tile. But we'll we'll, we'll cover that tomorrow. Yeah. And then we'll go to the sites of all four of the old grounds. Yeah. And we'll we'll obviously go to the existing former headquarters. Uh, which were pubs. Yeah. Um, we can't go to the original one because the Luftwaffe did for that in 1941. So, um, uh, but you know, the other thing as well is what I've deliberately put in the script is some amusing anecdotes. It's not all about fact, fact, fact. Because you know, we're going to try and entertain people tomorrow as well. And I think that's, that's, I mean, look, you know, we've been having a chat for a little while before we press record and, and you're a knowledgeable man. I mean, obviously you, you like your history, you like your stats and all that. So I'm thinking that, you know, the tour is going to be um, a great, a great insight to part of Millwall's history, which probably, especially the younger viewers or the younger Millwall fans um, who followed recently, like we do the podcast with a, um, a young lad, Kai, who's only just turned 18. So, for him, a lot of this history, uh, and even even um, Omar, to a degree, is only in his mid-20s, it will be a great insight for them of where Mill started, how it started, how it become across, you know, why we wear blue, why we wear what people relate to as Dundee blue. Um, and I think it would just give us that that better understanding of, yeah, you see, you're smiling there. I might, I might, it's not, it's I not might kill another public there. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, because it's not necessarily Dundee Blue, but yeah, go on. No, no, Dundee were formed after us. Right, yeah. They were formed of, of two two other teams in in the Dundee area, East End Rovers. East End Rovers. Um, I can't remember the name of the other team now, but they did actually play in blue. But Dundee Football Club were formed in eighteen ninety two, which is six or seven years after we were. Yeah, but. Um, no, the reason why we play in blue is because the lads were from Scotland. Yeah. Simple as. And that, that happened around that time. There was a lot of that going on, wasn't it? Because Corby as well had a, a strong Scottish um, influence 
back in uh, you know near Northampton. They had a, a massive Scottish, and I think it was Scots were were known as hard working individuals. Um, and obviously, you could bring them down, house them, everything else, and you, you sort of got pretty much cheap labour. I suppose much now is we rely on a lot of people from Eastern European and and, and those sort yeah. of countries. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, Arsenal were founded predominantly by Scotsmen as well. And so was a team called Old Castle Swifts in East wow. London. Yeah. Old Castle Swifts became Thames Ironworks and then became Thames West Ham Iron. United. Now, Tam- Old Castle Swifts wasn't the name of a pub, by the way. Right. It was the name of a steamship which was owned by a Scotsman. Right. So, so lots of Scottish influence because up north of the border, uh, football was more popular than it was in England in the uh, the late nineteenth century. Down here, uh, rugby was the you know the most popular sport, and it took hold. 18... 1890s, early 1900s, you know, the great teams of Sunderland, Preston North End, Aston Villa. But we will talk about the mighty Aston Villa tomorrow because uh, we, we managed to edge them out after three games to, to get to a semi-final of the yeah. FA Cup, which was a remarkable achievement for a club that was only 15 years old. Yeah, no, yeah, well, yeah, we 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 were infant, weren't we? But we were we were we were fairly a good team, apart from obviously our first game. I think we we lost our first game, didn't we? Our first official game, we we, we lost, lost our first game on the third of October, eighteen eighty five, over at uh, Leightonstone Way. It was a team called Philly Brook. The Philly Brook is one of London's long lost rivers. There's quite a few of them have been culverted into sewers by yeah. now. And uh, we didn't play our first home game on the island until the 24th of October. Uh, but again, we'll do we the stats tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, but I'm, I'm, I'm pleased you mentioned younger audience because sometimes we get younger people on these walks and we always design a quiz. Yeah. And during the halftime period, we've got uh, some quiz questions. So we, we deliberately make it so that only one third of the... The fifteen questions yeah. relate to that older period, yeah. So that we can involve the younger people as well with some questions on, you know, on today's team. It's just a bit of fun, Mick. We we just have a a, a, a quiz and a couple of prizes, and um, it's a nice icebreaker, really, at half time. You know. No, I think that's what it is. I think the problem is with a lot of this. If you were going to football, everyone would talk to each other. And you'll have, you know, the way that the demographics of people work, that you'll have a few what will know each other and, and have a conversation. But a lot of people in this sort of environment, especially after COVID, where people haven't been around everybody and all that lot, that people will probably be a little bit more reserved. And sometimes a bit of a few, you know, liquid refreshments and and whatnot will just liven people up a bit where they might ask a question what could lead on to, you know, other questions, what someone, you yeah. know, suddenly yeah. someone else will say, oh, actually, you know, my my granddad, my great-granddad, my great-granddad worked here or worked here. or And you suddenly get different angles going off. But look, I mean, I'm going to look at trying to get this out um, either tonight or tomorrow morning before the tour. Um, and if you are quick, uh, you might be able to book the tour tomorrow um, and join us on the tour. Um, but if not, obviously, you know, drop Robert an email or sign up um, 
to the newsletter what they do and they'll probably be able to to keep you in touch of when they do the next one we will do another show after this once we've been on the tour not giving away the secrets but just doing a review of the tour because i think that that's only fair really you know we it, it's good to go but i would definitely like to get you back on and do maybe when we do the the shirts um maybe get you on and, and talk about some of the shirts and stuff because we're going to be doing a couple of live shows um later on in november where we're going to look to try and debate what is the best shirt from the last 40 years um and I think they are probably the most prominent shirts in, in Millwall history to a degree. Yes, we've got the striped one from the 60s with the 59 unbeaten run and whatnot. But I think, and the white one from the 70s maybe. But I think that period, the last 40 years from 80 onwards, we've seemed to have had many different designs of shirts. So there's a there's a lot there what will impede on certain people's um, memories, you know, like and some of them shirts are really interesting, Mick, because depending on the makers, those collars used to curl up a bit, didn't they? After one wash, do you remember? Used to curl up like Alibaba slippers. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was embarrassing, yeah. really. But you know, don't get That's me right. started on that. Now, now you've got the ones which just the badges fall off and everything else. You know, shirts nowadays are definitely not there for quality. Um, you know, they to be fair, they probably weren't then. It's all about profit now and, and making as as much money as they want. So, I suppose to end on, obviously, you're a knowledgeable man. You do, you know, you can't do uh, London Heritage tours without, you know, to gain in a lot of the knowledge like what you would when you're a black cab driver. You need to know the ins and outs and everything else. So, we'll take we'll take a couple of minutes at the end of this. Why should people come on your tour? And what's it going to give them as a Millwall fan? I think it's it's going to give them a little bit of an insight into who we are. And that actually starts from the fan base in the docks. Why we are the way we are, right? Compared to some of the other London clubs. It's also going to be entertaining and, and we'll have a laugh. You know, it's it, it, there's no match tomorrow. So come along. You can still buy a ticket up to 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. So there's nothing to stop you. And um, if you want to find out any more information about these tours, get on the Out of the Blue Facebook group. Out of the Blue. You might remember a fanzine many, many years ago called Out of the Blue, but which uh, is no longer with us. But um, it's now uh, a Facebook group which... Uh, is uh, is our, is our organ really? So you can go on there. We'll put all the details in the descriptions on this. So if you're watching on YouTube, it'll be in the descriptions under underneath us. And um, look, it's well worth thirteen quid. It's a Saturday afternoon, a few beers. Um, I think the tour starts about half eleven. Uh, it's a couple of hours walking around. Eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. Sorry, eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. It will start. Don't be late, uh, mate. <laughs> oh no, I won't be late now. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> uh, and we'll be there. It, it, look, it's going to be fun. It's going to be insightful. We will do a review of this next week of the tour, um, and we'll get Rob back on. And it's going to be different. It's going to be something that Millwall fans don't do unless they do their own self-guiding on the Isle of Dogs, which I know a lot of people have done. But we're going to string it all together for you. This will be well researched. This is not 
looking at other people's documents online or, or videos what people have done where there's a lot of misinformation. This is researched properly by people who are registered tour guides of various other parts of London, massive Millwall fans, want to give something back to, you know, give you some history on the early 25 years of Millwall. Um, I think it's something what all Millwall fans need to get involved in. Um, hopefully this will be out tonight and you'll be able to, to have a listen and just get in touch with Rob. We put his email address. We put everything, uh, the, not the email, we put the contact details below this. Get in touch and you've got till 10 o'clock um, Saturday the 13th to get involved on this tour. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait till March or um, speak to him about a private tour. But I think it's definitely something you've got to do. Um, yes, we're on East London, but you know what? It's our manner anyway, so we we control it. But look, thanks very much you, you, for coming you on. Know, you've got to know who we are, where we come from. Definitely. You know, it's you, like yeah. them programs. Who do you think you are? It's yeah. a little bit like that, you know? And uh, that was a brilliant rap, Mick. You've got it in a nutshell there, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks no worries. No, definitely. We'll get you back on. We'll definitely do the bit with the shirts. Thanks very much for joining us tonight. And listen, thank you very much for taking 20 minutes out of your day to listen to this. It is a quick podcast. But it's definitely well worth getting on. And hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. If you are coming on tomorrow through listening to this, just make sure you give us a shout tomorrow when you turn up. Um, but spaces are limited. So get in now. Thanks very much. And I'll speak to you again soon. Cheers, Rob. Thank you, Matthew. So get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Do I want to feel the wind in my hair? Guilty as charged. <laughs> oh, seriously, let's ride on your boat. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, 
They are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.